Welcome to Scotch Friday Podcast. My name is Carmel Sacrin, and I'm your host. Today, we explore the impact of COVID-19 and its impact on one small local business, one of my favorites, saving time, catering, and pastory at 450 Appleby Line, Burlington. We often call small businesses as a family business because every family member, regardless of age, has a hand in it. And all owners of small businesses know of the long hours, the sacrifices, and the commitment required to be your own boss. The community knows and relies on you, and you know and rely on the community. That's just how it is. My special guests today are Phil and Alex Kinsman, owners of Saving Time Catering and Pastoria. Welcome. Carmel, thank you so much. So I, I just for my listening audience, I want them to know that you two are in your home and mm-hmm. I'm in my office and we're doing this virtually. Yeah. And Alex, I see that you have baby Alistair with you in your arms. Yes. <laughs> born born this past June 1st, 2020. Exactly. Yep. In the height of the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> it went very smoothly. Yeah, one day I walk in and there you are, pregnant, and the next day I see you have a baby with you. Yeah. It was, uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful to see that you are doing well. But let's, let's get down to this. You're a husband and wife team and you own uh, this business, correct? That's right, yeah. And, and it's a remarkable store. I mean, it's not just a bakery, it's also a restaurant. You, there's two components to the business. Yeah. And uh, can you just describe the business for our listening audience, please? Absolutely. So, um, boy, I'll tell you, it's an incredible story because it has evolved in a way that we never, ever foresaw. But it's one of the exciting things about small business is sometimes it feels like you're just along for the ride and uh, the business can take on a life of its own. And and it's often about, um, you know, just keeping going and keeping up with the changes and allowing the business to take shape in front of you. And in many ways, that's what happened with this. We started catering in 2012 and we started just in a little tiny basement kitchen. Literally, it sounds silly, but one hot plate and a toaster oven. And that's how we got our start doing little um, prepared meals for one couple. I remember the Youngs in, in Ancaster and um, you know, we did, we did prepare meals for them every week. And um you know, over time, the catering business grew. And we started to take on larger parties, and we started to take on larger events. And, and eventually, I remember it like it was yesterday, we were sitting in our in our um, little townhouse living room. And um, Alex said, Alex said, you know what we should we what we really need right now, what's like kind of would be so amazing to have is a little space to meet with clients, because we were, you know, we were booking these large parties at that time. And, you know, working out of then a commercial kitchen in like the scariest part of Hamilton. And um, we we were frustrated, though, because, you know, it's just a kitchen. You can't really invite people in there. And so and so it's kind of it's just kind of weird, you know, sitting with a client in Starbucks being like, hey, let me cater your birthday party for 100 people. And so we thought, man, it would be so great to have a little space of our own, just a tiny little place where we could have people in, sit, have a coffee and a pastry with them and chat about their events. And that was the vision that started it. And while we were having this discussion, just for fun, we popped open Kijiji and searched restaurant for sale. And the first link on that page, we had signed the lease on three weeks later. It was wild. It was unbelievable. 
Um, and it started out, you know, a little pastry shop and we were just doing pastries. And then we started to do a little bit of food, some sandwiches here or there. And then people said, well, this is great. You know, you got to let us sit in here and eat our, and so we started to let people sit in and, and we, and then we add some more tables and then we add some more tables. And then, you know, a couple of years later, we, we blew through the wall to our neighbor and took over an extra 1500 square feet and added more tables. And now, uh, up until March, the business is. Uh, it's been phenomenal. We have this amazing brunch and lunch crowd. They come on in. Uh, our seats are, you know, our seats are packed out uh, all, all, you know, all morning and all lunchtime. And then, uh, and then we have, so we have the big dining area and then we also have our pastry line. So when you come in, you can uh, kind of take a walk down our beautiful display cases and see all the amazing handmade, handcrafted French pastries there and uh, grab those and a coffee and, you know, either sit in or to go or whatever, whatever you like. Um, since March, uh, we've had to close the dining room, of course, but, um, we've been super fortunate. People are eating their feelings right now. We are, uh, and we are, the pastry section is bustling as ever. And we're, uh, and we're having a blast. So we've been making some expansions on that side. Um, but, uh, for now the, on the food side, we're doing, uh, we're sticking with the takeout and delivery for the time. being. So, but you know, uh, you, you mentioned pastry many times and I think it's Alex. That's the pastry chef. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, you want to talk about how you got started? Well, I, I, I don't know. I have a little bit of, uh, of culinary school background, just about eight months. But um, Phil and I just have this love and passion for French food. And uh, definitely when it comes to pastry, um, I wouldn't put one of us above the other. I think we're both uh, fairly at the same level, certainly now. Um, we, we, we got in there and we, we you know found our mentors in books and online and whatnot and uh you know drew from the greats and really just taught ourselves and here we are making uh what people call the best croissants around <laughs> and even better than paris and uh, all the beautiful stuff so um yeah well my daughter will attest that you have the best chocolate croissants ever <laughs> actually my two daughters oh. <laughs> I, take, I take some up to barry when i go to my daughter so just yeah, so you know now, I, I, I know that uh, often when I've walked in, um, Phil, you're in the back, and, and I've often seen Alex in the front looking over the, the books, the receipts. She's kind of handling that side of it, and you're more in the back, all covered in, in flour. <laughs> yeah, it's been, um, I, it, honestly, that's a transition that's happened a lot in the last uh, couple of months, where Alex has um, been really focused on the kind of organizational management side, and um, I've been... Uh, you know, I've been on the on the benches for uh, a lot more time. And um, there's a big so um, one of the big things, obviously, that prompted that was Alistair coming along, right? You know, it's, uh, we did the first time around. Um, I mean, Alex is incredible. And the first time around when we had Timothy, uh, five days later, she was back with Tim in the little wrap, you know, on the on the stomach and, and cooking. And the line, right? He's your five year old. Yeah, he's our five-year-old. That's right, Timothy. That's right. And I've um, seen him in the shop too. Oh yeah, he's he's a character around here. <laughs> he's been here since he was just since he was just born, you know, and um, which was, was amazing for him and so cool and and like a and a, such a cool flavor about how the business evolved because I think in that time half the women who came here only came here so they could cuddle the baby, you know. <laughs> it's like go to saving time and see the baby. Um, but that's the reality of a family business is, is you're there with your kids. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's honestly, 
if I'm super candid, we've had a bunch of people really um, criticize us very aggressively for that. But I think it's one of the most beautiful things, you know, when a family is together. I mean, our kids have gotten to see incredibly hard work models for them. They've gotten to see what happens when you go out and chase your dreams and work really hard to make something special happen. They've gotten to see, they've gotten to grow up in the community and get to be a part of this community. You know, we're walking through, Tim is more recognizable in this community than I am. We're walking through the grocery store the other day and somebody goes, hey, it's Tim from Saving Time. I'm like, what about me, you know? Uh, but so I, me, I, I mean, being your own business owner is, is really tough. It's, it's not, I mean, a lot of people look at your business and they say, oh, it's a beautiful business. And, and they, you know, somebody might, from the outside looking in might think how glamorous, how wonderful. But uh, I mean, being the son of a local grocer and being raised in a family business myself, I know of the struggles and the time and the commitment. Um, why do you do it? Why, why, do you, why do you put such long hours and, and such uh, effort into when you could go do something different and, and, and not have to worry about paying everybody else's salary? <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a very difficult question, but also a dirt simple one. I mean, you know, we could talk for an hour about why we do it, but the reality is because <laughs> it's how we're wired, you know, we're um, you know, we're passionate about what we're doing. And, uh, okay. So I always said I wasn't going to do this because when I was growing up every single day, my dad would say, my dad always said dot, dot, dot. And now I find myself all the time saying my dad always said, but my dad always said that if you do something you're passionate about, you'll never work a day in your life. And honestly, it's hard and it's tough. And yeah, it's long hours. And, and all of the things that you said are objectively true but it feels so good. It feels great to aspire to do something challenging and to, and to achieve it in a great way. I, I, think that, I think that a lot of times when people talk about, you know, wanting to be like, wanting to be happy, you know, we sometimes conflate that idea with wanting to be comfortable. And, you know, it would be a lot more comfortable most days at 5 p.m. after I put in an eight hour day and I'm getting started I'm just getting started, you know, it would be a lot more comfortable to go and hang out on the couch for the evening. But you know, I'm so much happier actually committing and we're, we're so much happier applying ourselves to try and achieve something wonderful. All right, let's talk about how this pandemic <laughs> impacted yeah. your business. I mean, this was I mean, people are talking about how it's impacted a lot of small businesses, a lot of small businesses, even big businesses have been impacted. Mm -hmm. But uh, and, and a lot of businesses have changed their uh, model of operation, online orders and everything else. But um, but how has it impacted you? Can you can you tell me about your personal journey, you and Alex, uh, in, in having to close the business down and, and what that meant to you and how that impacted yourselves and your staff? Yeah, so we actually uh, we actually didn't close. Um, right from the first day of the pandemic, things obviously looked way, way different. Um, okay, I guess it was mid-March when it really like became clear that this was coming. Um, we, but we kept the doors open the whole time. We've, we've made some adjustments in our operating hours, um, but, but we, we kept coming. Uh, and honestly, it has definitely been a lesson in um, 
the necessity of even us, you know, what you would call maybe a little more mature small business. We've been open for five years now. The lesson in the importance of continued adaptability. Uh, you know, things changed immediately. We had a couple of weeks that that um, everybody was scared to go out, and and we saw very few people. But you know, we we went back to the drawing board right away. We said, what are the things that people want right now? What are the things that we can be really successful at right now? And we basically landed on look. People are not going to be sitting and dining in and having brunch and lunch. You know, we we developed delivery and takeout options for those, but we really focused on our, our efforts on saying people are going to want pastries right now. They're going to want to bring some joy into their lives and some happiness and sometimes eat their feelings, you know. Um, and people are going to want to um, people are going to want to have sustenance. Like your your people are at home together right now. They're going to want your like meat and potatoes family meals. So we developed. A menu of offerings for people to come in, pick up, take home and pop in their oven and have dinner taken care of, like kind of older school French stuff, really good, like hearty meals. And uh, and we focus on growing and expanding our pastry production. And uh, and we've had a lot of success with those two things. So you, so the restaurant side of it you just mentioned uh, actually had to shut down. Correct. The Yeah, the dine-in, that's right, uh, has shut down. Um, you were considered an essential service because of the... Uh, food component that's correct exactly yeah right. and your breads you didn't mention your your breads and oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, but how did that impact your staff i mean obviously um i mean i'm, I'm assuming tell me how did that impact your your yeah. need for staff you know um we've been really grateful one of the things that i love about this business is that uh and I love about small business. I'm a big believer in small business. I think that small business uh, brings so much to the economy. And I, I love the, I love the, um, you know, kind of the image of like a very diverse economy made up of many, many small businesses instead of, you know, large kind of multi-thousand employee firms dominating the, the employment sector. Um, we've been, one of the things we've always loved to do here is create jobs and create work. And, and, um, you know, thankfully, because of the adjustments that we made in our processes and the adjustments that we made in our offerings, we kept everybody working who wanted to work. You know, we had a couple of people who said, ah, I'm not comfortable going out. We said, no problem. We're here for you when you want to come back. But everybody who was able and willing to work, uh, we were able to keep them on and keep them all busy, you know. And um, and that's been that's been just a wonderful, amazing thing. And our team has been so fantastic at, um, you know, kind of adjusting themselves and, and taking things as they come and, and, um, and, you know, changing some of their roles and, and learning how to do new things. And, and for them, I think it's been a really positive experience. So the roller coaster, um, would you say you're back to where you were before the, uh, uh, before the impact in March? Yeah. Without honestly getting into any details, um, honestly, these days, some weeks, uh, we're doing better than we were doing this time last year. And, and uh, certainly, you know, certainly the business looks a lot different and the, and the, you know, kind of composition of all those numbers has changed a lot, but, um, but yeah, uh, pretty quickly things started to turn around. And, uh, and I, I would say like these days, honestly, uh, in terms of how the business is doing. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm so much happier than, uh, than even then this time last year. You know? Alex. Yes. Uh, I'd really like you to jump in here. I mean, there was a huge uh, change in your life. Uh, and, and of course, for Phil, with the birth of Alistair, can you tell me how you 
I mean, how's it going? How did you uh, handle all this uh, pressure and challenge? I mean, your husband is talking so emphatically and passionately and energetically, but uh, boy, here you are, and you, mom, again. Tell me. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's honestly, it's been it's been really fantastic. Like uh, this being, I'm happy that this was, you know, kind of all happened uh, the second time around um, with Alistair and not, uh, you know, I had. I went through the whole experience with Timothy first and kind of, you know, dealt with all that during a more normal time. So uh, it was uh, not uh, too much of a shock, but um, I, I enjoy uh, pregnancy and, and uh, everything went very smoothly um, with, you know, the birth and the hospital and everything. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it's been really fantastic because we've been able to grow our team uh, and, and they really, really stepped up and like Phil said, and, and we kept everybody on and they did really well. So I've actually been really fortunate to, uh, to be able to be at home, um, for, for a bit these past couple months, which, uh, wasn't something I, I was able to do the first time around. So, uh, I, I've been, uh, you know, at home with the kids, which has been, uh, kind of weird, but really, really, really nice. And yeah, we're so fortunate to have such a wonderful team to allow me to do that and get the business to kind of where it is now, five years later, that uh, I don't have to be so, so involved. And uh, yeah, mm. it's, it's, it's been honest. I have no complaints whatsoever. It's been <laughs> wonderful. I'm very relaxed these days. <laughs> we have Timothy hiding behind you. Timothy. You want to say hi? Do you want to jump in? Okay. No, you're hiding. All right. Do you want to say hi? This is your big chance. Yeah. No. Well, if he wants to say hello to everyone, he can say hello. Come on, come in and say hi. All right, well, or don't. <laughs> do you help mom and dad in the bakery? Timothy, do you help mom and dad in the restaurant? Yeah. He's whispering to you. His name is Carmel, if you'd like to say hi to him. <laughs> no? Okay, now he's, now to our audience, he's dropped behind, he's dropping the puppet down into behind the, the blackness. Okay, he's gone. All right. Well, anyhow, listen, thanks, thank you too uh, for sharing your story. Um, I know that you um, are going to resonate with a lot of small business owners. I know that you've had a success where other small businesses haven't been able to uh, transition or, or ride out the pandemic the way the two of you have very successfully. Anyhow, yeah. thank you very much. It's uh, people like you that make our community strong and give us hope and inspiration. And I really want to thank both of you, uh, Alex and yourself, Phil, for sharing your personal journey and, and sharing the story of how you've overcome and, and achieved, actually, overcome and achieved uh, the unexpected. This speaks about how small businesses are so vital to our community and they have a lot to teach us and, and keep us connected. So thank you very much. Thank you, Carmel. This was a wonderful time together. Really, really appreciated that. Well, thank you. Thank you to uh, Phil, Alex, and all our listening audience. Please remember to have your say and go to our comment section on the podcast website, www.scotchfridays.ca. That's plural. My name is Carmel Sacron, and you have been listening to a conversation with Phil and Alex Kinsman owners of Saving Time Bakery in Burlington. Thank you for listening and goodbye.